My personal journey, I feel, was like most. We go to college and we're like, okay, I'm gonna get married, and of course, that's just the next step. People didn't talk about singleness being a positive thing, that it was an empowering thing. I wish that I had had adults in my life back then that would have told me, you don't have to be married to have a fulfilling, awesome life. Welcome back, friends. It's so good to be with you today. Angie and I are here going to be talking about another topic today. But before we go into that, I would love to hear a little bit about how your spring break was, Angie. What did you and your family do this spring break? We ended up hosting a lot of people. I think when you live in Branson, you get to have fun friends come visit you. And so actually, Yvonne, we went to your favorite Dolly Park and stampede and we were around the horses and we got to have a fun dinner and it made me think of you the whole time and um yeah we just it was beautiful out so we got to hike and we had some friends um that we got to go hiking with and then we're a pretty big basketball fan so we spent a lot of time around the tv watching all of the tournament and so that was really fun so it was a good spring break what about you Yvonne? I went to New Mexico with my family and a couple of other families and we, I had never been before. So yeah, we went to Carlsbad Caverns, which was really, really cool. Um, I had not been to a cave that huge ever. Um, I've been to some caves because my husband likes going, um, spelunking. I think that's what it's called when you like to go crawling caves. Um, but this one was, I mean, it was like as big of, as big as a mall. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. Huge. It was beautiful. So listeners, if you're ever in New Mexico, definitely hit that up. And then the other really great place we went was, um, called white sands national park. Yes. And if you want to see pictures, we I posted some pictures of our vacation there um, on our Instagram page. But it looks like just hills of snow. I mean, basically, wow. it's just completely white. And we had heard that you could sled down the sand dunes. And so yeah. we took some sleds with us. And so our, our friends and our kids just had a blast. And okay. we got some really fun pictures. I mean, it was stunning. And then yeah. you've got the mountains in New Mexico just in the background while you're yeah. at the dunes. And so yeah. it was incredible. I would I, I would go back there again. It was so yeah. pretty. I'm excited for our topic today, Yvonne, because um, I think you know I have a group coaching program. And so I get to coach women inside of the group, and they're all single. And one of the topics that has come up in three of my groups separately has been just struggles with when relationships, when a sibling gets married, right? So there's just a ton of stuff that goes on in a family and the family dynamics. And, you know, you've got maybe you and a sister or you and a brother or maybe you and both. But um, the dynamics of what happens when one gets married and you're the one that's not married, there's a lot of thoughts and feelings and just things that go on. So, yeah. Did you have thoughts about siblings when you were, you know, 
Yeah, that I definitely went through that. My sister is four years younger than me, and she got married before I did. And let's see, she got married, I want to say maybe, maybe six or seven years before me. Yeah. Um, that was really hard because especially being four years older, I had always thought that I would get married first and, you know, until it happens, it's not a big deal. You don't really think about it very much, but I think when, you know, you enter into adulthood before your sibling and then, you know, you've been dating for a while and you've been waiting and all of that. And then all of a sudden your sibling enters early adulthood and then they're like, meet the right person. It just strikes you hard because it feels like what in the world, how did they meet their person so quickly? And then these thoughts start coming in of like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Why? You know, and even like about God, like feeling forgotten by God, feeling left behind. Um, So I definitely wrestled with that. And then you add on top of that when you are the maid of honor and you start, you know, going through all of the celebratory stuff that you have been longing for for yourself. Yeah. But also wanting to be happy for them. Right. You feel that tension inside of like your own pain on yes. top of also not wanting to be selfish, but wanting to support your sibling and celebrate yeah. with them and for them. Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. really, really hard. Um, so I can relate to this topic for yes. sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to kind of dissect what's going on there, right? Because you had a manual in your mind that was, I will get married before my sister. And so when that yeah. didn't happen, you are like, wait a minute, like you you are grieving that belief, okay, that manual, but then also you're grieving like your relationship with your sister is now changing. So there's two yeah. parts of that, right? And I have so many clients that are like, Angie, I just want to be happy for my sister or for my brother, but yet I'm struggling with all these emotions. And I want to say that's totally normal. Like you need to open yourself up to allowing yourself to grieve and allowing yourself to feel sad and disappointed and um, maybe even a little angry or frustrated that it wasn't you first, but that doesn't have to also be where you take a lot of your action towards the sibling that's getting married or towards the wedding showers or the wedding events, you can grieve and struggle and have all that over here. And you can know there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with her. It was always going to be this way. You were always going to get married second. Like that was God knew from the beginning of time that when the two of you were playing and you were thinking, I'm going to be married someday and you're going to be my maid of honor. God always knew it was going to be your sister and then you, right? And so we just didn't know the storyline. So you don't want to use the storyline against you. You want to just be real accepting and open to, 
okay, this was always going to be this way and that's okay. I can have all this negative emotion and I can struggle with all these things, but I don't have to make it mean anything about me or about my future or about my timeline or about my relationship with my sister or my brother, depending on who it is. So there's those two pieces there. There's your relationship with them changes and your, you know, grieving that it didn't go according to your plan. So, so you, you can take a step back and go, okay, my relationship with my sibling is going to change. But remember, Yvonne, your relationships are just thoughts that you think about the person. So if you want to have a good relationship with your sibling, you've got to make sure you're thinking some really high quality thoughts about them. So it's going to be easy, especially if you're in the season where you're helping them with the wedding or different things. It's going to be easy for you to be critical and judgmental. It's going to be easy for you to be hurt and disappointed and like make things you know, mean stuff about you. But I want to encourage you, if you're in that season, to really think and evaluate what are some amazing thoughts that I can think about my siblings so that I feel love towards them. Yeah. You know, one of the thoughts that helped me, and I don't know, it may be a selfish thought, but it did help me, was that I kept thinking when she was going through all of the wet, the fun stuff, like yeah. the bridal showers, and yeah. all of the planning the wedding and picking out the dress and all of that stuff. Not, not that marriage is about that, but it yeah. was something that helped me was just thinking, I still have this to look forward to. And when yeah. this is over for her, yeah. I will still get to look forward to this and I still yes. have it ahead of me. And yeah. Also, just having the thought of I can learn from her through this whole process. Like I can see what was hard and maybe see, you know, maybe see what um, I would like to repeat from her, but maybe something I would like to be different about my engagement or wedding planning process. Um, And so, I was able to kind of look at it as opportunity to um, get ideas for myself in the future. Whereas like if I had been first, I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know? And so weirdly enough, that helped me. I don't know if that's helpful for our listeners or not, but it helped me to look at it differently rather than feeling sorry for myself, thinking and believing Um, Like we had said in our previous episode, believing that I would be married someday. Yep. And that because I believed that um, I could could look forward to it and learn from my sister's experience. Totally. Totally. And I think, you know, you said this might be a selfish mindset, but I think what we have to understand, Yvonne, is that you're going to need to think some thoughts that really empower you to show up in the way that you most want to show up. And yeah. that's where I encourage listeners to find those thoughts that maybe aren't, 
you know, right here, low hanging fruit, I like to say, some of those thoughts you're going to have to really reach for and you're going to have to really pluck into your, you know, into your brain that you're like, hey, listen, this is good. This is for me. This is not a problem. This, you know, this is an opportunity for me to learn. And if those thoughts really help you to show up in the most loving, kind and, you know, generous and giving like ways then I encourage it. I encourage you to find the thoughts that really work for you and really, you know, plug and play those thoughts as often as you need. You know, I, I would love to hear what you would say about this. Um, personally, one of the hard things for me through that season was that, you know, my sister was getting married in our hometown, which most, yes. most brides do. So if yes. it's sister, sister thing, um, and so that meant we were going to be there with all of the yeah. people from our hometown and our yeah. friends, our family friends. Yeah. And so they all knew me as well. Yeah. There's like, you know, in friends' yeah. weddings, the people yeah. don't really know me. And right. so right. who cares what they think? Yeah. Yeah. But with that one, it was tricky because it was like extended family who knew me, yeah. friends of our family who knew me. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing was like thinking and even sometimes hearing it like, are you dating anyone? Yeah. And think, yeah. feeling like the thought going through my brain of I look, oh, they feel sorry for me yeah. or yeah. I look yeah. lonely or yeah. not chosen or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. what would you, yeah. how would you coach someone who is in yeah. that situation? Yeah. Well, if someone says anything to you about your relationship status, you've got to feel really solid about that, right? Because if you're already feeling confused, annoyed, a little frustrated, like the minute somebody says like, well, what's your relationship status? That brings up all the fear. And and like what you said is like, you felt like they were feeling like bad for you or pitying you. And, that, and like, that isn't how you want to feel. Right. So you want to know and be secure that like we're not our relational status. Right. Like I am 100 percent lovable if I'm married or single. But if I'm not OK with that, if I'm not um, living in that belief, then it's going to be really easy for me to put myself to the lions, to the tigers and let people have thoughts about me and believe them. So mm -hmm. even if you're insecure and somebody says, Oh, are you dating anybody? You're going to interpret that as danger. You're going to be like, oh no, they know that I'm not dating anyone and that it's bad and I'm less than and da, 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 da. So I would encourage anyone, if you like have a plan, people are going to ask if you're dating. Like, listen, when you're around other humans in this kind of environment, they're going to ask if you're dating. And the only reason they're asking is not to put you down. It's not because that's the only question they have to ask. It's because they're curious. They want to know if you're in a relationship. It doesn't mean you're good or bad. They're just curious. So yeah. holding space for people to be curious, but not make it mean anything about you anything about your identity, your worth, your value, your less than, your good enough. Like you have got to be fortified in who you are and your identity so that when you're standing by her side, you're like, this has nothing to do with me. This is all about her and her moment and her time. And in a few years, Lord willing, this will be my time. 
Yeah. And it also makes me think too about our last episode where you were talking about um, opportunities to meet people and maybe, maybe your family friend or your family, like an uncle or an aunt is asking you if you're dating anyone, because maybe they know someone that they would like to set you up with, you know, and maybe that's just an opportunity to maybe meet someone and looking at that in a positive way, like, okay, like, I'm getting to see a group of people that I don't normally see all at once. And maybe they have someone in their life that they really think would be awesome with me. So looking at it that way too, as an exciting opportunity instead of an embarrassing opportunity. Yes. That's so good, Yvonne. So good. Um, Okay. So you might feel like you might know that the relationship is changing, right? But you might feel like you've lost them or that you can no longer connect with them or that you don't get as much of them because you have to share them now. Or just all those kind of of thoughts are going to create a loss. And when you are in a relationship with someone and you feel a loss, then you're going to, it's going to be less likely that you reach out, that you connect, that you pursue, that you um, engage with them. And so I really want to encourage all of our listeners that the only reason you're feeling that way is because you're thinking about them getting married from those, from that viewpoint. And I really want to encourage you, what would it look like to view your sibling getting married as a bonus? Like, like I not only get my, my, my sibling, but I also get this other amazing human and, and I'm not losing my sister. I'm gaining like somebody that she gets to spend time with But we still can have the relationship that I want. Because remember, your relationship is your thoughts about the other person. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you can still have amazing thoughts about them and they can be married. They can spend more time with their spouse than they spend with you. But you really want to take a step back and ask yourself, what do I want this relationship to look like for me? Absolutely. Who do I want to be in this relationship? And if I believe that this, her getting married is actually for me and for our relationship, for the better, then you look at that person being married totally differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really agree with that. You know, I, I did not have a brother growing up. It was just me and my sister. And so, um, I remember, going through a heartbreak about it, maybe a year after my sister got married and, um, my brother-in-law like found out about it and he was like, let's go drive up there and spend the weekend with her. And that was like one of the sweetest things to, to just have a male in my life who cared about my broken heart and, um, wanted to drive my sister up to me, you know, and that was really, really great. And then another thought that, um, comes to my mind is holidays just became even more fun, you know, there's more people to play board games with and another person to go out with like over the holidays. And and so it just added more to, those times yeah. whenever I was home. 
Yeah, I love that mindset. It is very hard when you love your sister and you don't like the person that they are marrying or you love their brother and you don't like the person. And so I highly encourage you, any listener, if you are finding yourself struggling to like your sibling spouse, I want you to think about how you wish they would act. I want you to think about um, you wish they might uh, pursue you more. You wish that they included you or that you might wish that they were nice to you or spoke to you in a kind manner. You might wish that they texted you sometime. Whatever you're wanting them to act like is insight into how if they were doing that, how would you feel? If your sister-in-law was reaching out to you, how would you feel? You might feel wanted. You might feel accepted. You might feel included. You might feel loved. And those are the things that you're most wanting. And you're believing that that person needs to act a certain way for you to feel wanted or loved. And you don't. You just have to think about them in that way. So for example, Yvonne, if if you want to feel like if you wish that your sister-in-law or brother-in-law would talk to you when you're in a gathering. Like if they did talk to you, you might feel accepted by them. And so as long as they don't reach out and like talk to you, you might feel unaccepted. And when you feel unaccepted, you're not going to reach out and try to get to know them. But what if they're wanting to be reached out to? What if they're wanting to feel included and they don't feel like you're acting that way? And so you have these competing, both people are wanting something, but they're not able to create it. Yeah. And putting yourself in the in-law's shoes because they're the new person in the family. They're the one that may not know everyone super well. You know, they're the one that isn't blood family. And so it would make sense that an in-law would have the expectation and hope that the blood relatives would be the welcomers and would be the ones that would reach out to them and pursue them at least initially. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important for our listeners to understand you can think about your, your siblings spouse, however you want, but the way that you think about them is going to be how you feel about them. And the way that you feel about them is going to be how you act towards them. Right. And so like, if you set in your mind, like I love my sister-in-law, she's so fun. And I, every time I'm around her, I just really enjoy who she is and the dynamic that she brings to our family. And like the more, like I think about her, I just love her and I enjoy her. And I think it's so important for our listeners to understand you can think about a person in a way where you can enjoy them. You just have to like lay down all of the negative things that your brain has been focused on for so long and be like, they are them. Like, let them be them. But you can think about them in a way that you enjoy them, you like them, you get to engage with them and experience them. And that is in your court. Yeah. So I think that like understanding that relationships are going to change is like, it's, it's, there's just different pieces that are involved when you are um, adding people into a family unit. Right. And so when you think about adding people in, um, it can change how you view your standing in the family. 
So a lot of singles, if you have multiple brothers and sisters and they're all married and you're the only one that is, I'm not married, it's easy for you to feel like you're not a part. And I highly encourage you to not let those thoughts creep in and and believe that you're a valid member of the family and you don't have to have a spouse to be valid. You don't have to have a spouse to have your thoughts count, to have your um, your family represented in the other, you know, in that group of families, just because you don't have a spouse, you can stand up for you as the adult of your household and say, Hey, I know everybody's wanting to do Christmas this way. Here's some thoughts that I have. And you can bring your thoughts to the table. And it's not, I have to be married in order to bring my thoughts to other marrieds, you know, stuff. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, people pick up on body language. People pick up on, you know, if you're being super quiet or withdrawn and your body language and being withdrawn is just happening without you realizing it because of maybe how you're thinking about yourself and about them. And so they're just going to respond or react to how you're acting and you don't even realize it. And then it's just like, it just, com- then it just seems to confirm your beliefs when in reality, they don't have those initial thoughts mm-hmm. about you as right. a single, Right? they're just reacting to how you're acting yes. and you're acting the way you're acting because of how you think and what you think. And yeah. most likely what you're thinking isn't true. Right. I mean, it's just... It's just the way it works. And so like if you enter in excited, enter in looking forward to hanging out with these people, regardless of their relationship status, they're going to feel like, oh, they're engaged. They're excited to be here. They want to be, they want to hang out and want to have fun with us and get to know me. And they're going to respond to that in a positive way. And then you're going to realize, oh my gosh, like, this is clicking. Like yeah. we're having fun and yeah. I'm, I'm connecting with these people. Yes. So yeah, That's I agree awesome. with what you're saying. Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're struggling with your sibling has gotten married, I want you to really focus on what are you making your sibling getting married mean about you? And I really want you to take a step back and say, is that true or is that just lies that I'm believing? Because a lot of times we're just making a mess in our minds and it doesn't even have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're making a mess in your mind, you're going to show up a mess and then people are going to respond to that. (laughs) They're not going to, especially if it's an in-law and they're in a new place. With new family that doesn't feel like family, they're going to just react to that. Yeah. How you show up. Yeah. So So I encourage you, I encourage our listeners to grieve the relationship that you had before they were married. Just process it, process through it. Be like, you know what? We used to spend more time together or we used to be each other's besties. And now she has a bestie because she's married or whatever. Just grieve, like work through those thoughts And then look at what you want the relationship to be and really work at what you would need to think 
about your your sibling and their spouse in order to create that. And I really highly encourage you to believe amazing thoughts about what is available to your friendship and your relationship um, and the added bonus that a spouse could be. And really just um, look at it from a very outside perspective where it's like, I, I, this is like another human that's amazing that I could enjoy if I let myself do it and putting those that's walls amazing. down and really opening up to, um, just the amazing relationships that can come in a family unit if you allow it. Well, friends, if you have been enjoying what we're doing here at Adventuring Solo, we would love for you to help us out by sharing our podcast with your favorite friends and family. And you can also pop onto your favorite listening app and give us a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate that. It helps us get our podcast out to others who could need encouragement in their own journey of singleness. And we have found that a lot of our listeners are even married, and we would greatly appreciate it even if you share it, share it with your married friends. Um, we have our bonus Enneagram series that I know a lot of people have found interesting and um, whether they're single or married, it could be a great series to listen to for marrieds as well. So we would greatly appreciate your help in that. And once again, we would love to hear from you. You can check us out at adventuringsolo.com at our website, or you could also find us on Instagram and Facebook. So we hope that this finds you out there having a great solo adventure and we will see you next time.